Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So thinking back now this must have been around the early summer of 2014, late June-ish. It's been quite a long time since weird supernatural, or paranormal thing happened. This was my worst encounter. To begin with, I used to smoke. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. On top of my roof, you can chalk it up to being a teenager and liking to do dangerous things although I always felt relatively safe while doing it. Well, I had made a habit out of it for years and it was a sort of fun thing for me to do back then. I really liked the peaceful vibe while stargazing and watching sunsets blowing smoke rings. Anyways, one night I'd do my regular routine, which had been hand rolling a tobacco cigarette, really glad I grew out of smoking, and I sat on the middle part that divides the roof over my garage, so basically the center of it. I had been so caught up in being careful climbing to my spot before I noticed something incredibly strange on the shed about 20 feet away, luckily not directly connected to the roof I was on. It was a grey, lanky, emaciated, sinewy looking creature. At first my brain could barely process what I was seeing and I thought it must have been a hallucination. My whole body was frozen for a good 10 seconds at minimum. But I also knew that if this was a real creature that I was in mortal danger. It had a silvery, membrane flesh look, unnatural skin covered sparsely in unkempt patches of white hair, the creature's skin seemed to glow lightly in a reflective manner in the moonlight. It was very golem-like, but somehow thinner, primitive and even more wild-looking. I do remember being flashed with a cat-like glimmer from the creature's eyes so I can assume it had some level of nocturnal vision. It was postured in a crab-like bipedal position, 
which is sort of funny because I actually had been in a similar crouched stance to keep my center of gravity low, no need to fall off a roof lol. It turned its head in a questioning slash puzzling way at me, like it was surprised to see me there. When I started to slowly move, it mimicked my movements. It felt like it was mirroring me, which if I understand correctly can be a sign of aggression. Maybe curiosity, but it didn't feel welcoming. As I stared at it more, I could tell it wasn't human, or if it ever had been it was so long ago, because its entire form was twisted and evil looking, at least in a classical monster movie way. The last sequence I remember from this ordeal was that I instinctively pivoted around, and in the same motion did a crawling dash straight back to my window, launched myself into my room and slammed the window shut, plus locking it, and dropped the curtain immediately. I never looked back because I knew if I did I could die from whatever that thing was. So toggling back to modern day now, this situation has haunted me and made me more open-minded to the idea of Kreitpids being a real possibility. I was more skeptical of them before, but seemed to accept the existence of spirits more easily. I do not believe what I saw was a hallucination of any kind, as it appeared physical, the creature seemed solid and appeared to be on top of my shed perched and monitoring me. I've told this story to many of my family and friends so far and a lot want to dismiss it as me imagining it or being sleep deprived. All I know is I saw something otherworldly in that moment, or even something so strange and foreign that its shared residence on earth is thought of as an impossibility. If anyone has a reason to believe this isn't a crawler let me know. I do live in the Pacific Northwest of the US and I read about Wendigo, skinwalkers and various other unnatural sightings to try and figure out what I had an encounter with. Last note, I do remember feeling a complete overwhelming sense of frightened sickness for at least less than a day afterwards, I've related to some similar experiences since reading more stories. Thanks for reading. From the top of this hill the river was almost visible about a mile away through the darkness. We got out of the truck and stood and looked down toward the river. I was raised in the outdoors hunting, fishing, trapping and watching wildlife. I like to imitate owls at night just to hear them respond to me. As my friend and I stood on the side of this hill I began to hoot to see if any owls would respond from the river bottom. Instead of being rewarded with owls responding to my calls I heard a scream or moan about three quarters of a mile away like I had never heard before. I asked my friend what in the hell was that? He replied that it was probably what some of the old farmhands referred to over the years as the hairy man, which some of them had told of seeing from time to time for many years. I hooted once again and the same scream replied only closer this time. We stood there a little longer and could hear something big coming up the hill through the woods very quickly. By the time we got into the truck we were treated to another hair curling scream still in the woods but getting close to the hayfield. We cranked the truck and drove as fast as we could through the bumpy field. When we arrived at the gate my friend asked me to get out and close the gate so that nobody could trespass onto the property. The gate was a quarter to a half a mile away from where we were run out of the field. As I opened the truck door to get out I was treated to yet another scream from the hay field. The gate did not get closed that night. What this was I do not know. I know that there was no livestock kept in this part of the farm. I do know that if this thing were discovered and somehow befriended that it would be a great asset to the US Olympic team for neither Jesse Owens or Carl Lewis can run cross-country like this thing. This incident happened to me in 1985. Hi everyone, I think I'd just like to share or get confirmation on what my friend saw last night. We were driving back to Flagstaff from Sedona at about 3 AM, and there were three of us sitting in the front of a small truck. We were having a good time and blasting music, so I think that's why I may have missed it, but my friends, the driver and person sitting in the middle, suddenly went very serious and quiet and rolled up the windows. When I asked what was wrong, the driver asked if we saw anything, to which my other friend replied he thought he saw something like a goat. 
The driver explained that he saw an all-white, gangly, hunched-over creature, with a face shaped like a shield and two horns. He said it wasn't looking towards our direction. They saw it on the right side of the road in a small forest clearing, so I feel like it may have been in my blind spot. So, do you guys think that was a crawler? I've never heard of any with a face shape like that or horns. Also, this wasn't a skinwalker or anything like that. We're all Navajo and are certain that's not what that was. It was a few days after Hurricane Frederick. I was 11 years old at the time. We lived in a trailer on Hurricane Road and my grandparents owned the Hurricane Landing and Fish Camp, what is now Perkins Landing. We were left without power after the hurricane so all our food was on ice. It was about 11 pm and my dad asked me to walk to my grandparents store and get some ice, so I grabbed a flashlight and took off walking. It was less than a quarter of a mile from our house to the store and I was very used to walking the route on a daily basis. So I'm walking down the left side of the road and I can hear the dogs barking and really cutting up, they belonged to an older man who lived in a little white house down the road on the right. He kept them in a pin behind his house so when I get in front of the house I shine my light across the street at and around the house, suddenly I see something very large run from behind the house on two legs. I followed it with my light as it ran toward the woods, and then it stopped and turned and looked at me. Its eyes glowed red in the dark, and all of a sudden it runs straight at me, it was so fast, I mean it traveled about 30 or 40 yards in just a flash and then it stopped right at the edge of the road. I was scared frozen, I couldn't scream or run and we just stood there for what seemed like an eternity but in all actuality was probably just a second or two. Then suddenly it let out a low high pitched growling sound and then I screamed and it turned and ran and I ran all the way home. When I got home I was so upset I could hardly breath or talk. My parents finally calmed me down and I told them what happened but they didn't believe me. The next day my dad and my uncle went down there to look for tracks but they didn't find any. My uncle told me I probably saw a bear but even I know a bear can't run on two legs. The creature I saw was extremely large, I would have to say now that it was at least 7 feet tall very broad shoulders, covered from head to toe in dark brown to black hair, his mouth enlarged, Square teeth kind of stuck out from the rest of the face and the eyes were sunk in. As a veteran I can tell you that I've never been so scared in my life. This isn't the first creepy thing that's happened to me, and I doubt it will be the last. However, as of now, it's the only thing I have worth posting. I created my Reddit account to post this, so make of it what you will. This is a creepy tale that began a little while ago, but came to this eerie head rather recently. Of course, I have no proof, these tales rarely do, but what you're about to hear happened. I just hope it doesn't happen again. Let me start at the beginning, I'm a traveling personal tutor. I live in England, and travel to my students' houses in order to give them extra help, mostly with English and maths. Recently, a hole opened in my schedule, and was quickly filled in again by my wonderful boss. This family needed a little extra help for their son, and we were happy to oblige. Finding the place was a nightmare, but I was fortunate. Not only would this be my last lesson for the day, but I'd been given twice the normal time to travel to their house. I was under the impression none of the other tutors employed at the company I worked for had any lessons even remotely near to this house. Anyway, back to the story. After being late the first couple of weeks, they had to take a week off. According to them, their son was seeing a pantomime. Nothing wrong with that. The following week, however, I couldn't find the house. I'd approached it the previous week from a small village, and had saved the exact location in my mobile phone satnav. It now told me that I was stood where the house was, except. I was nowhere near. A quick telephone call told me that I was close, but the next village over. I just cursed my stupid phone's GPS and drove to the lesson, late and fuming. I arrived, following their instructions, at the familiar house. 
It's a huge, sprawling white manor house. These people obviously have cash to spare, but they were also incredibly nice. I spent a few moments taking it all in. It's fairly modern, and sits surrounded by a paved area for cars, and that's after the long driveway, the kind you normally get at stately homes. Large, electronic gates bar the home from the general public. I'd assume that anyone with a house like that would be security conscious, but, although I'd looked for them a previous week, I'd seen no cameras, which I thought was odd. I assumed it was because it had been getting dark, and carried on. The lesson was only an hour, and I'd finished up and was getting ready to leave. I left their front door, and walked over to my car, which I'd gotten used to parking in front of a large tree, the only tree out of place, which jutted from the nice paved area. I opened the door to my little Ford and froze. I'd seen something move. I looked up at the second floor and saw two red lights. Then I thought I saw another pair of smaller lights behind them. Four little red lights, that looked like glowing eyes. They were still now, but I was sure they'd moved. I sighed as I realized that they must be the cameras I'd missed, and just got into my car and left, still a little uneasy. That family took the next week off, and the week afterwards, there were no lights as I arrived. I was arranging lessons for the rest of the month with the boy's mother. Making small talk while I fiddled in my diary, I just had to mention how silly I'd felt, being spooked by the red lights on their security cameras. The father came over, a little suspicious of what I'd said. I said again, how there had been two moving red lights as it left a few weeks before, and it had spooked me. We don't have any cameras on the house, he said. They're in the bushes and on the gateposts. Sure enough, when I pointed out where they had been, he shone a powerful torch. No cameras. I brushed it off, saying it must have been a helicopter or a plane, or I'd just been seeing things. The week after that, however, this week, as I write this message, I went back again. No lights as I arrived. The lesson went on as normal, and I left on time. I opened the car boot, which has a dodgy hinge, so I have to hold it open, or prop it up on my shoulders or head, to put my bag and remaining paperwork from the lesson in. I dropped the boot a little hard, making a loud slamming sound. I looked up, and there it was again. I could see the outline of the house, and those eyes. Four crimson eyes, two large ones, and two smaller ones, one on either side, slightly above the two larger eyes. I got in my car, flicking the engine into life, but not turning on my headlights. I didn't dare take my eyes off whatever it was. I reversed gently in the darkness, angling the nose of my car towards the house as the rain began to drizzle. I swear, the lights shifted, as if the creature, thing, whatever it was, had cocked its head to one side. You know, the way a dog does when it's a little confused. Then, I opened my door again. The engine was off now, but the car in position. My windscreen wipers are pretty noisy, so I left the electrics on, so the lights would work, and stood outside the car, ready to hit the lights and get a good look at the mystery thing. Then the lights went out. The scarlet eyes closed, and I could hear something like heavy wind, but the trees were still. I flicked the headlights, but they showed nothing. It was gone. Not the best ending, I know. I'd wasted too much time for my Scooby-Doo style unveiling. I have a bad feeling I won't be seeing it again, and an even worse one that it will be seeing me. Consider this an update. Although not a terribly useful one. Unfortunately the family found a flimsy reason and let me go recently. As it happens, although I'd totally forgotten I posted this, I did learn a little about the house. It wasn't a manor house, but a converted rectory. The church was right next door, although a tall hedge now obscured it all, except for the large bell tower. The case of the vanishing house was purely my phone messing up. It's what I get for having an older iPhone. It's happened a few times soon since. The only reason this time seemed different is that the roads didn't seem to match up, but I went to see the boy, 
and later his older sister for back-to-back lessons, until recently when the older girl was going to move schools. I helped her with revision, but she was lazy and didn't do any work on her own. I wrote her a ton of notes on the issues she had, such as Pythagoras, algebra and the area of a circle, among others. All for naught. As for the creature, cryptid, whatever you would call this thing, I saw the eyes a half dozen more times. Mostly in the rear view mirror as I left. Shortly after the time of my posting, the family installed three automated security cameras and a set of motion detector lights around the perimeter of the house. The light and turning on on their own was attributed to their fluffy, grumpy gray cat. I know this to be false, however, as the car was often in the house at these times. It wasn't supposed to be allowed in the dining room, where lessons were conducted, but it came and went regardless. Either way, unless the creature follows me, something I highly doubt, this is where the story ends. I'm glad I don't have to travel for that extra hour and a half each week to get there and home again, but I will miss that interesting thing. I'll have to post some more stories from my childhood, but there's only one other thing worthy of posting on this subreddit. Sunday morning around 9am I was driving on the Beach Express heading north. It was a beautiful morning. Sun shining and clear. There is an area of nothing but trees and brush which goes on for a mile or two. After that the road goes into a S-turn which is probably a mile or so in length. Coming into the last right-hand part of the S-turn, I saw what I first thought was a man running from the left to the right across the highway. I thought, what is this guy doing running across the highway out here? I could see shoulders moving and arms swinging. It was upright and fast, but I couldn't see any other detail from my distance. It just seemed really dark brown or black. I couldn't make out shoes or clothing or skin. Whatever it was, it did not slow down once it had made it across the road. It continued at the same speed into the trees. I slowed down almost to a stop where it appeared to enter the trees. I could see into the trees a good distance, but saw nothing. It was gone. When I was 14 to 15, I was a pretty heavy stoner but was able to hide it from my parents. One night, my friends E and S were smoking with me, under S's deck, which was about six feet above the ground, so we could crawl out my friend's basement window onto a rocky part. We had only smoked about a quarter of a tightly packed chillum bowl when E silently flipped shit. She pointed out into the field in front of us. It took me a second because I had just temporarily blinded myself with the flame from the lighter. A figure was moving across the field. It looked like a person, but horribly disfigured, white, and emaciated. S couldn't see it, because there was a column in his way, so I pulled him by his shoulder into my lap. After seeing it, he jumped back and started to pull open his window. E drew the knife she kept on her belt, and I felt my stomach turn as a faint smell of rotting meat and rust reached us. We filed back into the bedroom and turned the lights off, leaving everything outside. Beyond hearing some not quite but pretty similar to coyote calls, nothing else happened that night. We were in Colorado at the time, which honestly doesn't have an active Native American population, but E was Navajo. We don't know what we saw. I said Fleshgate, E said Skinwalker, and S said it was the rake, which I believe could be a Skinwalker. We haven't talked about it since, but we urged E to help us contact a medicine man. Edit, after reading a bit about flesh gates, skinwalkers, and the rake a bit more, I found it fits none of the descriptions. A little more description of the thing, it looked pretty proportionate, but it was rather small, probably about 5 feet tall if it had stood straight up. It was moving slowly, and had a completely bald head, with no antlers or anything. The grass in the field was pretty high, and it was pretty much on all fours, so we couldn't see the feet or hands. We didn't see any eyes or hear any mimics of our sounds or voices, just the coyote sounds. We were about a 15-minute walk from the Colorado Mills Mall, 
which was a bit west of us. I have been reluctant to share my story because of my field of work, and do not want to have people think I am crazy as this could damage my career. But, as I get older, I feel this incident needs to be documented. The incident occurred in the winter of 1980 a few miles east of Clayton, Alabama and Barber County. I was traveling with my aunt, grandmother and four younger cousins to a relative's house. It was dark and probably around 9 p.m. from the best I can remember. For some reason, my aunt needed to turn around and proceeded to pull off the roadway by a small clearing. I was in the front seat of the car with my aunt, who was driving, and my grandmother. As we turned off the road, the headlights caught a figure in mid-stride. It then immediately froze and did not move anymore. It was about 30 yards from the car, very close. I could see the entire side view of this creature and its body was slightly turned so that it was looking at us. The most terrifying thing in my memory is this thing's huge eyes glaring at us. The best way I can describe the creature's expression is stunned. The face was covered in hair except for around the eyes. The hair was dark and appeared longer and wavy looking on the arms and legs. It was very tall and massive yet lean looking. I would say it was easily over 7 feet tall, if not more. When it froze in the headlights, one arm was slightly extended behind the creature and it held this position. At this point, my grandmother was crying and begging my aunt to drive away. Two of my younger cousins were huddled on the floorboard in the backseat crying. I was terrified but could not look away. My aunt kept telling my grandmother there is no way he can get in this car and she kept the car still and we watched this motionless creature for about two to three minutes. It was almost completely motionless. It was as if the creature thought we could not see him if he did not move. I don't know how it stood so still. The hair on my neck is standing on end as I type this. It scared me terribly. He kept staring at us with his eyes stretched very wide. I'll never forget that look he gave us. Finally, my aunt decided to flash the lights on and off real quick. The instant she did this, the creature jumped towards the woods and was gone. He was about 10 yards from the woods but made it there in less than a second. I can't believe how fast this huge creature could move. This event traumatized me. I have never been able to go in the woods alone or enjoy camping since this event. I tried to deer hunt but could not enjoy it and quit, I can't sit alone in a tree stand without thinking of this creature and becoming tense. I can't imagine coming upon this thing alone in the wilderness. I know these creatures exist. There is no doubt in my mind. I saw one up close and personal. We never saw the creature again. My church used to have little festivals. You know, games, go-karts, food, and a couple of times they had petting zoos. Well, in the back entrance of the festival, this was what is now our church parking lot. It was nothing but dirt in this memory, there was a school bus not used frequently. Friends and I were hanging out and I see something towards the bus. It looked as though it was peeing. I noticed my friend saw it too and we walked to the side of the bus where it walked to and it was gone. There is no way it could have disappeared that quickly. Anyway, it looked like a bright white horse but was on its back legs. Walked in its back legs but we never got to see its face. We never told anyone about it and only talked about it about 6 years ago, we were 10 when we saw it, I doubt it's anything similar but still weird. Oh and I'm from Texas. Never heard of any weird sightings here. It was a hot afternoon in August. I heard sirens in the distance. The local rescue squad was responding to an incident. Curious about what was going on I decide to go and see. When we arrived, I found out that two bomb men had went canoeing and had not been seen since. The sheriff wanted to call for a helo to search the river. I piped up and told them that in was not a good idea. The trees cause a tunnel effect over the river. 
the helo wouldn't be able to see under the growth. On top of that the sun was starting to go down. He agreed and sent six men in two canoes down the river. 30 to 45 minutes passed and we were told that they had been found at a local bar in Bomb. My friend and I volunteered to pull the rescuers out of the river at a midpoint near the road. We set off. The light was almost gone. As we made our way down the trail to a place where the stream and the Cahaba meet my friend took off ahead of me. He knew the area better and I could see his light moving ahead of me. As I entered the bottoms where a bamboo thicket grew, I heard brush breaking and grunting noises to my left. I quickly made my way across the stream. I felt much better and safer once I crossed the stream. As I rejoined my friend at the intersection of the stream and river, I told him about what I had heard. He said it was probably a boar rooting for acorns. We sat for about an hour waiting. The moon was out quarter waxing, and hot as hell 100% humidity 90 degrees. After waiting I said to my friend that we must have missed the rescue team in the night. So he went to find out and he left me there on the bank to make sure they were not just slow getting down the river. Another 30 minutes went by and I started seeing a light up the bank approaching my position. I pulled myself up into the foliage to camo myself, just in case the light was moonshiners or pot growers. They are notorious for Bibb County. Minutes passed and I heard my name being called. I made my way back across the stream and through the thicket. The grunting and brush snapping sounds still happening. As I climbed up the hill to the large overhanging rock I paused to catch my breath holding onto the tree. All of the sudden something large much taller than myself I am 6 feet 8 tall, rushed me. More of the limbs breaking and a vocalization sound like an excited baboon and a fierce growl. My friend was 10 feet in front of me. We ran quickly away from it. I even jumped a 10 feet ravine to get away. But it did not pursue further. A couple years back I was living in Snohomish with my dad, way out in the woods between Machias, Snohomish, and Granite Falls. We had neighbors, but not overly close together and a good 10 acre stretch behind our house that was just woods. We cared for a pretty humble indoor weed grow, inside of an old shop garage about 50 yards away from the house. Very often in the evenings I would go out there with him and his dog, yellow lab girl who had really bad anxiety, afraid of everything, and we'd end up losing track of time because the room was pretty loud inside and had no light leaks. It wasn't unusual to finish up some work and open the door to complete pitch black between the shop and the house, with just a small motion sensor light to illuminate the 15 feet area in front of the door. Closing up shop was pretty loud and rustly, messing with tarps etc. to ensure no light would leak in through the door after we'd left, often we would be stoned and the dark would make me nervous. It wasn't rare for the dog to start barking towards the woods at this point before heading up to the house. We had tons of wild rabbit, deer, black bear, neighbor pets and raccoons and most times it would startle me but I was usually able to easily figure out what the dog was upset over. One time when we had just finished closing shop, my dad pulled out his phone and turned on his flashlight app, which makes a really loud noise, my dad always had his phone on full volume. Two to four seconds go by and something in the woods, about 80 yard out replicates the exact noise, best it could, directly towards us. We both froze, the dog immediately tucks her tail, starts whimpering and retreats behind the shop, the opposite direction of the house. Something I've never seen her do. We didn't say much, exchanged a what the f and after hesitating for just a moment we shuffled towards the house through the dark. I was really shaken up and even with dad to my left holding the phone light I stumble into the edge of a thorn bush on my way towards the house, quietly swearing as I pull away. We're heading up the walkway that approaches the house, our backs now facing the empty woods when we hear the noise one more time, with a tone that felt more desperate and closer than the first mimic. We locked all of the doors, turned on all the outdoor lights and began illuminating the woods with some more powerful flashlights we had upstairs, 
We tried getting another response with the phone app but nothing. Eventually, after what felt like 10 meters of calling the dog we got her to come back, quickly jogging through the door with her tail still tucked. We have only talked about it a few times since, but even remembering it gives me chills. I myself have never seen a Bigfoot. But, I have two reports that were told to me. These both occurred in Blunt County, Alabama. The first sighting was in 1975 about two miles from the Shambly Mill Bridge. A friend of mine had just dropped me off after football practice. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. He was driving home on the road that crosses the bridge. This area is located in a triangle between Bluntsville, Hansville, and Holly Pond. He saw a large black or brown hairy figure stepping out of the woods as he was coming around a curve. He was startled and almost wrecked his car. His story later appeared in the Cullman Times, a paper in Cullman, Alabama. He later told me that he never was more afraid in his life. He looked it right in the eye and it stepped back in the woods. The location he saw it at is about a mile from my childhood home. The second sighting occurred on Skyball Mountain some two to three miles from this sighting. My brother was driving alone on the road that crosses Skyball Mountain. The area has very few homes on the mountain. There are stretches of the road that are two to three miles before a house is located. The time was late evening around 11 p.m. or later in August 1991 or 1992. He had just topped a small rise on the road and began to smell a strong odor, he had his window down. He looked to the right of the road and saw a large dark figure walking through the tall weeds that were beside the road. He first thought it was a horse but it stepped out on the road. He described it as 8 feet tall, large, hairy, no neck, coal black eyes and covered in dark brown or black hair. He said it looked dead at him and he stopped his car. He thought about putting car in reverse but instead just sat there looking at it. He said it must have stood there a minute or longer. It smelled awful, it had long arms and large dark hair covered hands. It just walked off into the woods on the other side of the road and he drove home. This experience happened two days ago and I am still unsure what it was I saw. My dog was going crazy outside, as it usually does when something is out on the yard. So I walked from the bedroom to the kitchen and turned on the floodlights outside. I was expecting a deer as there are tons of deer near my house. I live in East Tennessee by the way, near a state park with lots and lots of forests. But what I seen made my heart dropped. It was a very pale thing on all four, and its eyes were glowing pretty bright. I'd never seen anything like it before, which is why I said thing. It kind of seemed like it had flamingo legs, and was just crab walking back and forth in my yard. I'd say it was six feet or more in length. The eyes looked as if a flashlight was pointed at them and reflecting off, but it wasn't in any direct light, so I was very confused and scared. Then after going back and forth in my backyard, it moved to a hill beside my yard. It moved to the road on the hill, then across the hill to a neighboring field where the forest starts. It went back and forth between the road and the forest for about five minutes, then it went in the forest and I haven't seen it since. It almost seemed confused about where to go, though everything I've read about them, Fleshgate, has mentioned no behavior like this. Also, along the thing's whole path, its eyes were always pointed toward my house as they were never out of my view. Also no matter how far away it was, its eyes shine the same brightness. So basically, 
I don't know what it was for sure, either a flesh gate or a skinwalker. I'm just looking for confirmation and similar stories if possible. Also any info on what I should do now, as I have researched about these quite a bit since then. Okay here I go. I had a sighting about 16 years ago where I live now. I was walking my husband out for him to leave for work at about 5.30 am. He was facing me on the porch telling me bye and I was facing out toward the woods. I noticed two huge furry things sitting by a stump in between our place and the neighbors. It is a good distance. I screamed because I was scared to death and before my husband could turn around they both stood and took off back into the woods. It did not take them not even half a second it seemed. They did not stand completely up before they bolted so I could not guess as to how tall they would have stood. They were light to medium brown and fully covered in hair. It was too quick to make out a face. Very broad shouldered and while sitting the arms did go to the ground. I begged my husband to stay home that day. It scared me so much. Definitely one of those times you wished you had seen a deer or bear or something. To this day I cannot bear the thought of my son going out into the woods. I have not seen anything since. Also we had heard of a sighting in a neighboring town of someone seeing a white one. Later on that same year in another county that borders our town as well someone else said they seen one too. White. I had heard the Bigfoot team was coming out but never heard anything else about it. I have heard of two other instances from other people but one group confirms they had been drinking and driving when it crossed the road in front of them and the other. But in 2013 while closing up our chickens me and my husband did hear something breaking big limbs off of a tree and thick brush in the woods near our place. After I went in and left him out there he said he heard the loudest holler that was of nothing he had heard before. Not from the same place but was within walking distance. They say we have big cats that sound like a woman screaming so maybe one of those in this instance. Would it constantly break limbs though? We had heard the breaking the limbs two weeks prior as well it just did not last as long as this time did. I say the brush was thick because we could not see through it to tell what was doing it. We had heard of a sighting in a neighboring town of someone seeing a white one. Later on that same year in another county that borders our town as well someone else said they seen one too. White. I had heard the Bigfoot team was coming out but never heard anything else about it. I have heard of two other instances from other people but one group confirms they had been drinking and driving when it crossed the road in front of them and the other I do not know to believe her or not. I do not know to believe her or not. I do not want to see another one. I am very scared of seeing another one. So about 12 years ago or so my friends and I decided to just go walk around after an ice storm in our little town in Oklahoma. We ended up going pretty far out of town and we found a truck that had slid on ice and went off a bridge. So we went to see if someone or anyone at all was there or heard or needed help but no one was there. Also there was paperwork or anything saying who the truck belonged to, but I remember halfway through our search someone said come back up here. Neither of my friends said it, now I don't generally frighten easy so I went back up to the bridge and when I got up top there was a. Well, I'm not sure what it was but it was running away. It was solid white, easiest way to describe the running was on hind legs but kinda moving how a chimp is always having the same foot forward. Almost like skipping if you will, it had a about a 2 to 3 inch tough tail and it had horns or antlers in the fashion of a dead tree. It had its arms near its chest while running and then just kind of vanished and left no tracks. My friends saw nothing. They were too busy looking for money in the above mentioned truck. But if it was this thing telling me to back up I don't know what I would have done if stayed. Could this have been a flesh gate or would it have killed us on sight if it was? I was driving a VW bus so I had a good view of my surroundings. As I rounded the first corner of the exit I noticed what I thought was a big white dog, 
like an Afghan running on all fours toward the road, up an embankment. We both reached the same point at the same time and I thought I would hit the dog. It seemed it didn't notice my car until it reached the side of the road when it was only feet away from the car. I don't remember slowing much but I wasn't going very fast to start with as the curve was pretty tight. As the creature reached the road and I saw it, it stood up on its back legs. It was covered with long white hair maybe 8 inches long, it wasn't thick but more stringy and dirty looking and it had a round head, not a dog. I passed the creature and didn't catch it in my mirrors as it was dark. It scared me. I didn't get much detail of its face but I did notice a fairly large mouth or lips which were prominent. The head was not huge and the body was pretty slender, it was probably as tall as the VW when it stood up, over 6 feet. Basically, my dad and I were on our way home one night, and it was very late. It was pitch black out so we were completely relying on the headlights. The road our house was on started with a winding road that went up to a plateau and then a long stretch. When you first reach the top of the winding road there is a little marsh on the right and a wooded area on the left. Right as we got to the marsh we both saw what looked like a hairless monkey run on all four across from the woods to the marsh. We both saw it as it was a very snowy white which also made it hard to see any detail because it shined so bright with the car light on it. I don't remember it actually looking at us either, and I may give an update later if I remember to ask my dad for his account. I didn't see it after it ran across the front window because it was too dark on either side of the car. I have marked on Google Maps exactly where I remember seeing it. Something to consider is that just down the road there is a native? Thing? I don't even know what to call it. You pay to go in and it's like a native village, I'm not sure it was converted to a tourist attraction or if it was built for the sake of being a tourist thing, again I haven't been there in years. That just reminds me of the skinwalkers, although it wasn't wearing any fur or anything. This is in southern Canada so it couldn't have been a diseased monkey, and I don't think that area had bears or anything of that size of any normal explanation. Edit, so I asked my dad and he didn't seem to remember it. However, my sister overheard and she said she remembered it so I guess she was in the car. She was even able to point out the location without me mentioning it. She confirmed it did in fact look like a pale hairless monkey. She added that she remembers searchlights but I do not remember this. I'm really not sure what I saw. I was going back to Birmingham on Interstate 59 exit 166 as I was going down the ramp to get on the interstate this is what I saw I caught something out of the corner of my eye and thought as was an owl but then I realized that there was no branch there and when this thing looked at me I remember seeing two huge eyes and it looked like it had its arm leaning on a tree it was about 6 to 8 feet high and a dark color sort of a gray black blended in with the trees. I just caught it for a few seconds. I'm just not sure, I just know it was not an owl. I was in a car driving away from visiting friends in Helena when I looked out of my window and I saw a coyote running next to our car. I, I didn't think too much until I realized we were traveling at 75 miles an hour. At that moment I knew it was a skinwalker. After about 5 minutes of me staring at the thing it slowly turned its head toward me. As it did this it began to grow and become less like a coyote and more into a person. When it finally turned into a man it ran off into a field about a half an hour from Koa at the giant lake. This happened to me approximately 15 years ago. I've tried to rationalize what happened to me so many times over the years and convince myself it never happened or that I was dreaming. But each time I do that, I keep coming back to how well I remember things about that day. I remember exactly what I was wearing, I remember the exact feel of the chilly breeze against my skin that day, and I remember the feeling of the cold stone step I was sitting on. I have never remembered a dream with such clarity. I had a bad childhood 
grew up very poor. When this happened I was about 17 years old, between 4 to 5 p.m. on an autumn evening, and I just had one of many huge arguments with me grandmother and my brother. I'd left the house in anger and sat down on the step outside to get away from them. Pretty much as soon as I sat down, I looked up into the sky above the houses opposite where I lived, and I saw this huge black thing silently hovering overhead. I've tried and tried over the years to be able to describe it better than a thing but I just can't. I've tried drawing it and again I just can't seem to get it right. You know how a stealth aircraft has lots of angles to it, that's the closest thing I can compare it to, except it looked like no human aircraft I've ever seen. It looked as if it had windows on the front, and I definitely got the impression that just as I was staring at it transfixed, whoever or whatever was inside this thing was scrutinizing me as it hoovered motionless and silent in the sky above me. I have no idea how long I stared at it for, it could have been a long time or just a few seconds, but I remember I felt absolutely no fear whatsoever during any of this, only a sense of astonishment at what I was seeing and wondering if anyone else was seeing what I was. I don't remember seeing any other people on the street at the time, nor any vehicles passing. That's my story, and I have no memory of what happened after I saw it, nor do I remember taking my eyes off it. I'd forgotten about the whole thing for a number of years until a random conversation with my girlfriend somehow made me remember it. I have since researched the strange slash paranormal and read somewhere that these types of encounters can occur to younger people or those who are going through periods of heightened emotional stress. I realize people are going to call me crazy or mock me for what happened but I know what I saw and I'd be very interested to get opinions from others or find out if anyone has ever encountered anything similar. So my grandfather has a house that's built probably 300 yards from an Indian burial ground, and growing up he would always tell me and my brother that when we were bad that the dark man would get us. Now obviously being young kids and figuring it was just a scare tactic I didn't think anything of it. But when I got back from boot camp I was downstairs in his basement that's like a half-done apartment grabbing a beer from the fridge I turned on the light and there was a shadowed outline of a figure that seemed to be around 8 feet tall. I've only ever seen it that one time, so I'm just wondering if that has anything to do with the burial ground? Possible skinwalker or just a regular spirit? And how could I try to become him to come out? Tonight, my girlfriend and I decided to drive up to a canyon by my house. This is the night after a harvest moon, and I've had an experience in the canyon before. As soon as we got there, there was a pair of shoes ominously placed on a stump in front of the parking spot. We got out of the car to look at the overlook of the city, and as soon as we got away from the car, a whistling started from the forest about 200 to 300 feet away. We walked back to the car pretty freaked out, but had come wanting to do tarot reading. After the whistling we decided to change spots, as we were fairly shaken up. We drove down to a more urban part of the mountain to to the tarot reading and turned on the light in the car. After about 20 minutes, the light in my car turned off. For about 12 seconds the light stayed off, then turned back on by itself. We stared at each other and drove off. Needless to say, I'm pretty freaked out. I've had a worse experience in that canyon where a group of friends heard a full chorus of unintelligible voices as well. Now I want to start this post off by saying that I have never been one to believe in things such as skinwalkers or stories including creatures that seem scientifically impossible, as much as I love hearing stories or watching videos on them. I have never been one to be scared of things that in my mind, could not be real, but this is the first time where I've encountered something I simply can't explain and has me on edge almost every night ever since. It starts with me laying in bed, I have trouble sleeping so I usually lay in bed watching videos until I realize how late it is and I need to go to sleep, so I'm laying there on my phone and I found myself going deeper and deeper into a rabbit hole of skinwalker story videos. 
I must have watched them for two to three hours, until it was I would say three to four in the morning. I started feeling this very, uneasy and anxious feeling about my own room, which is something I've never felt before, as if something was there or near that gave me such a sudden feeling. Now in a lot of the stories I heard, I heard a lot of them say that they would hear three knocks, whether it be on a window or a door or whatever it may be, I heard them say three knocks. So as I'm watching these videos I hear a very lightly knock on my door, to give more context my door is loose and so even a light knock will make a somewhat loud noise, I pause my video and then I hear another knock. I said to myself I swear to God if I hear one more knock I'm gonna lose it and sure enough a couple seconds later I hear another one, and as soon as I heard that last knock I got chills, and I was frozen. The knocking froze me and I didn't wasn't to look over at my door, I have never in my life gotten so scared I didn't want to move, so as I lay there, debating in my head if I really just heard three knocks or if it was a draft or some rational thing that made that noise I started to hear a sort of whispering in my right ear, only in my right ear. The only or best way I can describe it is a faster version of the snake language from Harry Potter. I have never heard anything like that before, in the years I've lived in my house, it wasn't my air conditioning, it wasn't my fan, it came out of nowhere. I didn't want to move, I sat there, listening to this whispering and feeling like something was staring at me from my doorway, but after what felt like an hour but was the longest 10 minutes of my life, the whispering slowly faded away and I was left there still too scared to move until I fell asleep. Now as small as my story was, the whispering and the knocks will forever haunt me and be burned into my brain and I have never heard it since, and was the only thing to ever really scare me, I no longer watch skinwalker videos when I'm alone or at night and when I'm alone at home I will keep my gun somewhere near me. My paternal aunt is a well-respected lawyer for the Navajo Nation. Being a lawyer for the Navajo Nation she must live close to the capital where she works. There are many rural communities surrounding the capital of the NN, with no running water or electricity to this day. Her and her only son were living in a manufactured home in a heavily wooded area near Sawmill, Arizona. They didn't have running water but they had electricity, which was recently connected within the past five years. Their dogs would always go missing or eaten by coyotes so they only had house cats at this point. A couple of nights in row her son tells her that he thinks someone is trying to break into their home. He tells his mother that he can hear them trying to get into the house from the back door or gain access from the roof. She has never heard anything of the sort except the occasional howling of packs of dogs roaming the res. At first she thinks her son may be experimenting with drugs that could be causing his paranoia. The son is so adamant that he hears someone trying to gain access to their home while they sleep at night. He installs motion-sensitive Bluetooth cameras in the areas that he claims to hear the most activity. I am not sure what brand of cameras he installed but it's the kind that starts recording once it is motion-activated and it shows you a live feed of the activity. He syncs the cameras to the smart TV and living room. As many young Navajo youth do, he moves to Phoenix shortly after setting up the cameras for whatever reason. The mother doesn't want to be alone her first weekend he is away. She invites a close family friend, her sister by clan. They are laughing and talking after dinner and the TV is on idly in the background. Her sister asks if she is boiling water for tea? Confused she replies that she is not, why? They hear a low hissing noise and eventually find the root of the noise. The family cat is in the hallway of the trailer and is looking up towards the ceiling and hissing with its fur raised. As soon as they draw their eyesight and attention to the cat, the smart TV switches from the satellite programming to the camera feed as it has been activated. At first they both watch in amazement because they had no idea what could set off the cameras as they were angled up so high no wildlife could trip them. They hear the unmistakable sound of the displacement of weight on the roof as if someone was walking around. The footsteps and creaking had intention, definitely human. Their eyes dart back to the live feed. 
They both watch frozen in fear as they see a man covered in white clay and black dots, and what appears to be multiple articles of fur and animal skin slowly descend off their roof, using the metal chimney stack, which ran vertical to the outside of the home. My aunt is completely frozen. Her sister tries to snap her out of it by gripping her arm, as to keep her grounded so she doesn't faint or fall sick to what she is seeing. He is halfway down he chimney. Then they see a tattered old cloth bag dangling above his head at the top of the screen. As they continue to watch they see a pair of bare feet beginning to join him in descending down the pipe. This pair of feet appear to belong to a naked Navajo woman. She is covered in white clay and black markings as well as turquoise necklaces bouncing off her bare chest. She is climbing down holding the bag they saw earlier. Both of the SW drop to the ground and with a blur take off in different directions. The sister gets angry and wants to go outside and yell and cuss to confront them. But my aunt is frozen. She doesn't regain her bearings until 30 minutes after. They replay the footage and rewatch it to make sure they saw what they saw. They choose the option to save the recording and archive it. My aunt being logical wants to show the footage to a medicine man so that he may provide some information as to what and who it is they saw. That night they both sleep in the living room. The rest of the night is uneventful. The next morning they go to medicine man. They attempt to play him the footage they saved. It's gone. The memory is wiped clean. There is no evidence of the cameras being activated, not even a digital timestamp. The medicine man does a prayer for them because of what they have seen. The holy people tell the medicine man that they saw a married couple who were skinwalkers that don't want my aunt living in that area because of a land dispute. When asked why the recoding disappeared the medicine man tells them that the SW did a wicked blessing type prayer as to safeguard themselves from being filmed or shot by bullets that have not been blessed. Bullets and guns that have not been blessed by white ash will misfire or never fatally harm SW. Similarly technology like cameras can never capture them as well. She told me this story face to face so I asked her how they looked when they ran off. She said have you ever seen that vampire movie Twilight? You know how when they are running it looks like just a blur? It looked like that. She also added before they took off running that it looked like their eyes turned completely white. This incident happened in the early months of 2022. I was home alone. I wasn't tired, drunk, high hungover, or anything, I heard my own voice calling out to me from the bathroom outside of my room and then the voice of my mother calling out from the kitchen. I was home alone and when I heard these voices, which I have heard before and after this particular time, and I didn't get up from my desk out of a strange feeling. I don't get scared easily, even in a situation like that. I had my dog with me who isn't a big dog necessarily but he can be vicious and has the bark slash roar of a lion, and I'm pretty tall and have always looked older than what I actually am since my teens. I had a baseball bat at the foot of my bed and a phone to call 000 if there was an intruder, and my dog was sitting in the lounge room watching TV so he'd know, and be barking if anyone was in the house. I'm still not sure if I was afraid or just uncertain when I heard voices, which I don't believe were just in my head as I am mentally stable and not mentally ill or anything, but I got a very cold feeling run down my spine, and it felt like one of those times you hear about with shadow people with how people are paralyzed while seeing something terrifying in the room. It was like that, but instead of seeing it was hearing and feeling, not exactly physically feeling but certainly in terms of some other presence. I got the urge eventually to turn around and look down the hallway, where my bedroom door was open and my back was facing towards it which meant I was left pretty exposed for the most part, but something was stopping me from doing so, I heard my dog growl and WLAK in and sat at my feet looking outwards towards the door before barking once and growling and going into the bathroom I mentioned earlier, we're fine now, but this was the most terrifying occurrence of these voices and other strange coincidences. I did a tiny bit of research and found similar-ish stories related to skinwalkers, 
so there might be a connection there. If it's important to note to anyone interested, I felt watched and unsafe yet not particularly scared in that moment, just vulnerable. If there was something evil in the house, it had a chance to do who knows what. I still experience similar events just on a small scale. Nothing serious has ever came out of this and it's only really happened when I've been on my own to some degree, whether that be pretty much entirely like with what happened this one time, or when I had just been at that part of the house slash building slash whatever place I was in, there's sometimes other people around but usually, like I said, I'm alone and not around anyone else for the most part. There's always that tiniest chance it could have been in my head, but I've had plenty of family have drastically different and slightly similar experiences to mine so I've got my thoughts on the matter as a whole. I'm posting this to a couple of other subreddits to get as many thoughts and opinions as possible, simply out of curiosity. I'd like to learn a bit more about the possible skinwalker aspects that I've mentioned and heard of in the past. Also, if the information helps, I live in Australia, so although I'm not sure a skinwalker is the exact possible thing or some sort of spirit slash entity of some sort, what else could it be? One last thing, I know this is a Wendigo subreddit, I've also posted to our slash skinwalkers, but I posted it here because of one comment on one of my posts about this suggested it was perhaps a Wendigo instead. I remember hearing before that skinwalkers had some sort of voice mimicry, and knew very little about Wendigos. I am by no means an expert on either, and am not a native of their home country so I cannot say or dictate whatever this is, but I did search up after seeing that comment what exactly a Wendigo can do and it had voice mimicry as something of a power one of them can have, and as much as those sacred creatures are real or fake, you choose what to believe, I can't help but wonder how it would get into my bathroom in Australia, other than the spiritual side of it also maybe it doesn't quite apply to just one or two countries, and also I'd like a second opinion from someone who is more knowledgeable on this topic. I think I'm being stalked by a Wendigo. I had originally posted this to our slash skinwalker, thinking it was one. But it turns out skinwalkers do not travel up to my area slash state, and Wendigos are far more common here. Instead of a paragraph, I'm gonna make a quick list of my experiences. My first experience, dog acting strange around 9 to 10 PM, never acted this way. Wanted to go out, but then wanted to come back in. When I opened the door, she did not come back in, instead she kept looking to the side anxiously. I realized my cat had not come back since 2 p.m. This was alarming. And I got an overwhelming feeling of dread. I ran to the bathroom window with a large flashlight, wherever I flashed the light, the majority of the area was lit up. I saw it as I called out, its eyes flashed yellow in the light. A head resembling a coyote's, standing just above a six-foot fence. It walked away to the left behind my barn. Yes. My cat did come back safe. My boyfriend and I go out into my hot tub every night, this particular night I heard my dad's voice calling from far away. I assumed he was checking on us, saying hello? Nobody was there, my dad was in bed. More overwhelming feelings of dread, motion detecting lights were on, on my back porch and backyard. The woods was incredibly loud that night and it sounded like there was strong wind when there wasn't. I was too freaked out to investigate any further. I need some advice, I know less about Wendigos than I do skinwalkers. <laughs>